Bakersoft Story Classic, bringing to you recordings of old storybooks. Episode 22 Littleton cordially hated Clendenin, but endeavored to conceal his dislike and ill will under the mask of friendship haunting the doctor's office at all through the winter and spring with nearly as great persistency as during the first week of his sojourn in Chillicothe. He indulged a like feeling toward Dale, though to a less degree, hating him as a rival in love, Kenneth as that in something more. Spring opened early, bright, warm days with hard frosts at night tap and the sugar maples run freely and many farmers in the vicinity of the town were busied in catching and boiling it down then visits to the sugar camps became one of the popular amusements of the young people dale got up a party to go on horseback to one five or six miles away inviting littleton but taking care first to secure to himself the honor of playing escort to Miss Lamar. Littleton was very angry when he learned this, but having promised to go, tried to console himself with the young lady he considered next to Nell in beauty and fascination. He managed to conceal his ill humor. The others seemed in high humor, and they had a merry time. In returning, they made a circuit through the woods, they were following the course of a little stream when Dell, who was taking the lead, suddenly gave a loud, Hooray! What is it? What is it? cried the others, hurrying up. A bear's stepping place, he answered gleefully, pointing to some deep indentions in the soft, spongy ground, evidently the tracks of some large wild animal, and leading off from the water's edge into the woods. A bear, cried Littleton, horrified. Then let us hurry these ladies home with all speed. Not much danger, sir, remarked a young fellow named Bell. Bears are lazy at this time of year, and we all have our guns. If the ladies are not afraid, I'd like very much to follow up the track and see where his bear ship lodges. So should I, said Dale. However, we can note the spot and return to it tomorrow. No, lead on. I'm not afraid, cried Nell. He's likely to be in his hole anyhow, isn't he? Yes, unless he's on his way to the water here for a drink. They come after that about once in two or three days. A consultation was held, and a majority being in favor of following up the track, they did so, finding it led them to a large hollow tree distant some few hundred yards in the depths of the wood. Nothing was seen of the bear himself, but the young man, familiar with his habits, made no doubt that he was inside the tree, and promised themselves fine sport in hunting him out, and a grand feast upon his flesh, the fat part of which is said to make a very luxurious repast, when boiled or roasted with turkey or venison. Bell proposed to climb the tree, which was rough and knotted, and look into the hole, but to that the ladies objected. So they turned about and went home, the young men arranging on the way for the proposed hunt. The next day, their number augmented by the addition of Major Lamar and Dr. Clennanan, they returned to the spot. 
Bell, armed with a long pole, sharpened at one end, climbed the tree, the others looking on nearby, each with his gun loaded and ready for instant use. Here he is, cried Bell, peering in at the hole in the tree. Out of this, sir, bruin out, I say, prodding the creature with his stick as he spoke. The bear uttered a low growl, but did not move. But Bell continued to punch, prick, and order him out until finally he obeyed, moving heavily to the hole and slowly dragging himself out. As soon as he was fairly clear of the hole, Dale and the Major, who had been selected for the duty, fared, taking aim so accurately that the animal fell dead instantly. Tig, Zeb, and Hans were directed to take care of the carcass. Bell, who, upon starting the bear, had slipped out onto a large limb and nonchalantly awaited the shooting, dropped to the ground, and with the rest of the hunters moved on in search of other game. "'You are a daring fellow,' observed Littleton, admiringly to Bell. "'I was really alarmed for your safety.' "'Oh, I didn't feel myself in much danger,' returned Bell with a light laugh, "'for you see, I had time to slip aside after starting him "'before he could get clear of the hole, "'and I knew Dale and the Major would not miss their mark.' The party had traversed some miles of forest, shooting several deer and a number of wild turkeys, when they came upon the stepping place of another bear, and then upon Bruin himself returning from the stream, where he had been sl slaking his thirst. This one was of less amiable disposition, or wider awake than the first, and when Littleton, who happened to be nearest, fared at it, aiming so carelessly in his haste and excitement that he only wounded without disabling it, the creature turned, rushed at him in fury, and rose on its hind legs, prepared to give him a hug which would have left no breath in his body. But there was a sharp report. A bullet whizzed past him, almost grazing his cheek entered the creature's eye, penetrating to the brain, and it dropped dead at his feet. He staggered back, pale and trembling. "'You are not hurt?' asked Kenneth's voice close at his side. "'Yes, no, I—I I can hardly tell.' "'Well done, Doc!' cried the Major, running up to them. "'He's a big, powerful fellow, looking down at the bear, and could have given a tremendous squeeze such as would crush a man's bones to bits.' "'Littleton, I think Dr. Clennanen has saved your life.' Littleton stammered out some words of thanks, then moved away, muttering to himself, "'He's the last man I'd willingly owe such a debt to.'" Thank you for listening to another episode of Acresoft Story Classic. <laughs>